Hi, this is Shannon Penner. Life comes with many changes. Some are expected, some are unexpected, some positive, some challenging. But you don't have to navigate them alone. There are people who care and want to help. You're in the right place because I'm here to connect you with them. What is your next step? Making choices that involve change can be difficult. Where can you find the resources who have answers for your questions? Our team of experts and professionals can help you make informed decisions with less stress to help you manage these changes in your life easier. You'll also meet people just like you who share their stories to encourage you not to give up. Hi, I'm Dina Court, an author, blogger, publisher, and empowerment coach. Thank you for joining me today on the Life Changes Channel podcast, where we'll cover topics around life changes that you might be facing in your career and education, health, finances, relationships, parenting, aging, real estate, lifestyle, loss, and personal growth. This show started out as a Divorce Magazine Canada podcast, but so much of the content could also apply even if you aren't dealing with a divorce or separation. So now, it's Life Changes Channel. There will still be lots of information to support you or someone you care about who is dealing with divorce or separation. I encourage you to go back and meet all the incredible guests in the earlier episodes. There is so much gold there. And hey, did you know we have a YouTube channel, a new Life Changes channel, and free magazines with articles from our team available across much of Alberta, as well as on our website, lifechangesmag.com. We also hold online divorce resource groups that are free to attend and everyone is welcome. Check out the links in the show notes and be sure to join us. We love bringing experts to you. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, lifechangesmag.com and stay tuned at the end for the legal language. Ready? Here we go. The Divorce Diaries is a series of candid conversations about people's experiences with divorce. And in this series, guests bravely share their stories and their experiences and the lessons they've learned so that it can help encourage you and give you some information and support that helps you through this difficult, life-changing event. You're going to meet people who are like you, who care. And we're going to be talking to a lady named Shannon today who will be telling us about her experiences and the lessons that she's learned. Let's meet her now. Hey Shannon, thank you for joining me today. I am happy to have met you and I feel very fortunate that you are willing to share some of your story and your why, because it's so important that others out there know they aren't alone, that there's others who have had some experiences similar to, to what they have. And then how, like the hope that they, they can look forward to and by hearing your story and how you have found ways to to heal and thrive. I just think that's amazing. So welcome. Please tell us about yourself and give us some of your story. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited um, to be a part of this. Um, I feel that this is such a great opportunity to share uh, my story. I don't really talk about um, my divorces. I've had two very often. Um, I feel like Perhaps there has been a negative sort of stigma um, towards the, you know, divorce concept and all of that. Um, however, I've learned through my experiences that it uh, wasn't 
necessarily a negative um, outcome. And it was definitely learning experiences um, for me. Uh, I didn't ever imagine being, you know, 28 and divorced twice. Um, my first divorce happened um, really soon um, after we were married. Um, you know, it was a young marriage. I was 19 years old. Um, my husband at the time was 21. Um, we'd known each other for a few years. We were friends and it turned into a relationship. Um, but we were married very quickly. And uh, after learning um, that we were going to have a baby. <laughs> so um, there was a lot of pressure to, to be married and, and do the right thing. Um, and I don't think that we really know how to make decisions at 19 and <laughs> such big decisions like that. So um, we were married and uh, we had two children together. And so by the time I was 21, I had two children. Um, but during the course of the second pregnancy, I always felt that something wasn't right with, within my marriage. Um, and being so young, I didn't really know what that meant. Um, I didn't really know how to talk to anybody about marital problems or how I was feeling at the time. Um, but I knew something wasn't right with my marriage. And so I couldn't quite figure it out. Um, and yeah, so after um, our daughter was born, you know, I just still felt like things were not quite right. Um, and that was actually after I had my daughter, that's when I started exercising. That was the one thing that um, really just kind of got me through some some really tough times during that time. Um, I found out that the reason why things weren't going well is because my husband was, um, he was, he's gay and he was really struggling with his sexuality, um, and really struggling with how to tell me and, um, just struggling with the whole, um, situation of it. And so it was really challenging for both of us. Um, and, uh, so we, when I figured it out that that what um, was bothering was, was bothering him and what was um, what was happening. Um, we had a pretty amicable um, separation, and so we we didn't really have anything to really argue about at the time. Um, and we just it was interesting because it's just like we just sort of went our separate ways, but we raised our children together. Um, and we never really talked about it, never really sat down and talked about any of it. Um, and so I threw myself into running. This is kind of where exercise became a super prominent part of my life. I started running as a way to cope with, um, with the loss and, you know, the dissolve of a marriage at such a young age and being, you know, 20, almost 22 years old with two children now um, and no husband. And uh and just wondering, like, how was I going to do that? Um, you know, what would marriage happen for me again? Um, would I be able to be in a relationship with with children? Um, and and so running was really a way for me to to deal with that stress. And I didn't just go for a little run. I signed up for a half marathon. Like I was serious about running. I was like, I am doing this, and I am doing a twenty one point 
five kilometer run. And that's, for, I never ran before in my life. And I was like, this is it. This is what I'm doing. I want to be a runner. Um, so I just threw myself into that. Wow. Um, and during the course of me running, I was running with a friend of mine who I met her brother. And that's where it, that was, he ended up being my second husband. I'll get to that. <laughs> um, and so I was kind of getting out of a marriage and, and going right into another relationship um, pretty quickly. Oh, sorry. Um, and so I had really um, was focused on my running, my new running career that I was in love with. Um, I had lost a significant amount of weight running um, and I was only 21 at the time. So it just melted off of me. Um, and I felt good. I felt great. Like I felt like, yeah, like I can do this. This is, I've, I've got this, you know, I'm good. Divorce is not a big deal. Um, I had to, you know, just kind of put and be strong for my children too. Cause they were just little at the time. So I didn't want them to notice anything different. I wanted them to sort of have as normal as a life as they could, um, given the circumstance. And so, um, I'm so thankful for my first husband because he is the father of my children, but also because um, he was very kind and amicable through our divorce process. And we never had any um, major situations, uh, you know, that really left a bad taste in my mouth. And so I would call that one my nice divorce because <laughs> it, was, it was kind of nice. Um, but it was that point, uh, I think, that... Um, I realized how important exercise was for me. Um, and it really just gave me something to do um, rather than focusing on, on what was actually happening. Um, and so I had to go through the process in court, as everybody does. Um, again, I felt really pressured by lawyers to have a divorce and to have all these things in place and have all these stipulations. And my ex-husband and I, were we weren't really... We were so amicable. We weren't really interested in that. So again, we felt really pressured by the court system to do what they asked us to do. And so we basically just got a divorce on paper for legal purposes and going to have that finished. Um, but by the time I had my second divorce, or sorry, my first divorce, I was engaged. I was engaged. So two years after my first separation, I was engaged to someone else. Wow. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. It was, I didn't waste any time. You're not the only uh, one. Yeah. Many have. Yeah, didn't, uh, didn't really deal with any grief. Didn't really. Um, I was running lots. I was doing a couple half marathons a summer. Um, and that really became my thing was running. And I just, be I became a runner after that first divorce. And um, it really helped me um, through a lot of stuff. But I, um, my second, my second marriage or sorry, engagement happened um, to somebody who was a bit older than I was, who's seven years older than me. Um, yeah, second real serious relationship. It seemed to have a lot of promise, a lot of uh, hope. Um, yeah, you know, I remember thinking like, wow, I like this, he's a nice guy, he's older, he's going to take care of me, and everything's going to be fine, and maybe I won't have to work as much, or I don't know, I kind of thought all these things, and 
thought that maybe, you know, I'd have some more children and I thought, yeah, this is, this is it. This is a good, this is a good thing. Um, except for when he wanted to move in with me, I just didn't feel right about it. There was something off about that. And we were fine when we were dating and he was like, we dated, sorry, we dated and the day that he proposed to me was the day that he moved in. So it happened at the same time. <laughs> so before the move in, um, again, there was a lot of pressure and um, we had been dating for about, um, just about two years at this point. And uh, he needed a place to live and sort of motioned that he could move in with me. And I wasn't ready at the time. And I remember saying, like, do you, is there anywhere else you could move into besides with me in my apartment with my children? And he said, well, I could live with somebody else, but it would just make sense to move in with you. And I thought, well, I need to think about this for a little while. And I did. Um, but then he said, don't worry, I won't move in with you without some sort of a commitment. And so I thought, hmm, I wonder what that means. And so what he meant was he proposed the same day that he moved his stuff in. Um, he had this whole elaborate plan to ask me to marry him. So um, I felt um, pressured again. And um, that night we actually had an argument and I gave him his ring back and I said I didn't want to marry him. I said I didn't want to be a part of what was happening and um, I wasn't ready to be married. I just said, I don't think I'm ready for this because it had only been about two years, maybe not even two years, like somewhere around the two year mark. Um, but I just, you know, there was a lot of convincing. There was a lot of convincing on his part to, um, to be engaged and we don't have to get married right away and we can just take our time with this. And so, um, but he didn't mean that he wanted to get married soon. <laughs> Um, yeah, he had it all planned out. So, so we did, we got married. Um, we got married in two years after the engagement, we changed the date a couple of times of the wedding. And so we finally got married in, in 2005. <clears throat> that marriage lasted a year and a half, uh, yeah, almost two years. I think it lasted like 19 months. 19 or 20 months. Um, the day I married him, I didn't feel right. Um, it's crazy when I really, truly believe in gut instinct and those spidey senses that come out and you know something isn't right. And I just knew something wasn't right that day. And I did it anyways, because I'm in a church with a bunch of people and I did it anyways. Um, but it fell apart. And um, that was really difficult. I'd spent six years with this person, um, which was double the amount of time I'd spent with my first husband, really. And, you know, I felt like, hmm, does it matter how long you know somebody, really? Because I knew this person for this amount of time and um, I had this experience. Um, and so it really just, I was pretty heartbroken, but I didn't show it because I was still running. 
just <laughs> exercising all the time. Um, at that point, I threw myself into running. I was still doing a lot of that, but I was also working, um, trying to make my career as a paramedic. And so I was starting that job, working all over Alberta and just kind of going all over the place. Um, and that was another thing that got me through was just working in a job that you're pretty much distracted. You're, you're doing so many things and you don't really have time to think about personal issues when you're in that kind of that line of work. And so between that and exercising all the time, and I was exercising at work, um, those helped me get through um, a lot of the grief that I experienced. Um, and so, yeah, so I was only 28 by the time all of that had happened. Um, so two children, two divorces. Um, my second divorce was not amicable. Um, there was a lot of, uh, just a lot of animosity. We never had, we did not have any children, so, um, we didn't have to, we didn't have to deal with, with that, but we, there was a lot of animosity at the beginning. Um, and, uh, and again, it's just a lot of, um, I think I still had grief left over from the first divorce by the time I had the second one. Um, and so eventually I kind of thought like I would never get married again. I thought this is, you know, um, and then, you know, a couple years into my career, um, started getting into more different kinds of fitness. Um, I was still running, but I was starting to, to just explore more going and doing some weight training and actually going to gyms. And I'd never done that before when I was running, I was just running and I just ran. Um, but after the second divorce, I kind of thought like I needed to do something different. And um, I just remember that was when I started going to the local city of Calgary parks and rec, you know, pools and, you know, just started, playing around with, I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing, but just <laughs> playing with the weight machines and like making this little workout circuit and you know, being like, yeah, this is kind of cool. I could do this. Um, and then when I got hired with the city of Calgary um, on the ambulance service, they, we had gyms in the fire halls. So I could just, like, I could just work out all the time at work. It was perfect. I had my gym. Um, I was still running. So I was running and I was, I started weight, weight lifting. <laughs> And working, um, working full time uh, for the city. Um, that's hard. That's hardcore, Shannon. Like, but what? But I, but the underlying theme is how that has helped you cope. And I think a healthy mm -hmm. body helps you heal in 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 other ways. And it's a place to release some of that that stress. Would you Would you agree with that? Oh, a hundred a hundred percent. Um, I've done a lot of, um, research on inflammation and grief and the body and any kind of, um, grief like that causes inflammation. So exercise really is one of the best things to just help even decrease the inflammation that we're not even in control of. Um, and even just going for a walk, you know, it's helpful. Um, I just remember times where I felt exhausted and 
you know, maybe I couldn't run that day or didn't really feel like doing weights that day. And I would just sometimes go for a walk even and just get outside and, you know, being out in nature was very helpful. But um, again, just feeling that, you know, you have anxiety about a situation, especially such as divorce. Um, Even if there's no conflict, there's still lots of anxiety that can happen. And just something about being outside and moving and breathing in that fresh air and just sort of letting your body accept that um, and let those endorphins actually do what they're supposed to do there. We have them in our bodies and naturally, and, and they're there to help us with it. Um, and running was that for me, as soon as you just start going, you just feel the endorphins coming out. That really gives people hope and they don't have to go all in. Mm-hmm. They can even find a way to, to move around, just move their body, especially if it can be outside in nature, which of course in Canada can be challenging and, and Northern US and places where mm-hmm. the, the, t- the weather isn't always cooperative for that. But I think that really gives people hope that not only understand that if you aren't feeling healthy in your body, it could be related to grief and, and the research that you're mm-hmm. sharing. I think that's really important mm-hmm. that they understand that they've probably got some inflammation that is related to the grief, which then impacts how they feel physically and and their physical health, which impacts your mental health. So if you can start moving and move your body and start healing that it helps, it just helps all areas. And you actually guide and, and lead people now in exercise, right? Yes. Um, I, I deal with a lot of, um, I'll say 40 plus clients. Um, and I have been primarily working with that age demographic for about a decade. And what I've learned with that is that there is a lot of, um, I should say a lot of, there is potential grief and divorce is very commonly one of them. And so, um, yeah, what I've learned is that people carry this grief for a long time and it can be there for, for even a couple of years after the fact. And so um, the important thing is that when people do start moving around and exercising um, or even just going for walks or eating better, um, they just generally feel better. And um, that's what we see um, even in I'm studying psychology, um, just exercising in general helps people feel better. And, um, and I try and guide my clients through starting an exercise program um, that's right for them. Sometimes um, too much too fast is um, is just that too much and too fast. And so it's important to recognize um, where the client is at in their stages of grief um, and, you know, how ready is their body to um, handle an exercise program and, and what should we start with. Um, it's different for everybody. That's important Definitely. to understand too, is that it's not a one size fits all. It's very customizable and it's important that it is seen on an individual basis, you know, design some type of a plan that will be effective and, and not overwhelm your body or overwhelm your mind or your schedule, but really find something that fits them and they will see some benefits. You know, do people see a change, even if they just start adding walking to their day, you know, they start, they'll start feeling a change fairly quickly. Yeah, you can feel a change pretty much um, immediately. Um, you know, in psychology, we study that, you know, uh, medications take can take up to two to three weeks to have any effect, whereas 
um, exercise, any kind of exercise is immediate. And so uh, within 10 minutes, you know, you get those endorphins going and you have to, you have to be moving. You have to, you have to go at a, a pretty good pace. Um, but it, it's a lot faster than, you know, waiting for, um, you know, medications to work. And so it's one of the number one things in, um, in psychology to deal with, um, a list of, of things like depression and anxiety, PTSD, um, trauma, grief, um, is moving around and exercise. And, um, even with, I, I think the older, the older we are in age, the more important, the more prevalent in importance it is for us to keep moving. Um, and so even if, you know, um, I helped a client, you know, go through a divorce at 75, you still have to keep moving. And it's really important at that age, even more so to, to make sure, um, to make sure that they're still moving and taking care of themselves. And so, yeah. Oh, it's so valuable what, <laughs> what you do and the information that you've shared already in just this short episode, you know, I love that endorphins is something that you encourage people to create, to, to allow, to feel, to find ways to increase those in their body, because that's natural. That's naturally there. Mm -hmm. And it's meant for those reasons versus, well, let's just, the, just give me some medicine, just give me something. Mm -hmm. And that masks mm -hmm. it and, and has all its other side effects where this mm -hmm. is natural and it is, it's very healing. And it's encouraging that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's, there's tools like this. Maybe people don't think of it. They, they, mm -hmm. they're in such chaos during this whole process and this grieving and, it, you know, exercise is the last thing that goes to the back burner. It's like, well, maybe sometime, maybe after the divorce and maybe when I'm thinking yeah. about dating again or something like that, I'll maybe think about getting fit or, or they wait till they hit a wall with their health. And then it's a wake up call okay, maybe yeah. now I'm going to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And it's encouraging to hear that this is a tool that is so accessible to help them start to heal and feel better. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, I really truly believe in the power of, of our bodies and what they're capable of. And our mind might be chaotic with all of these things. But if we can just sort of kind of trick our bodies into start moving and their brain will sort of catch up with it. Um, you know, sometimes when I was having difficult days throughout my two divorces, I would just kind of put my shoes on and not even really think of a plan or think um, I'm going to run whatever kilometers today. Sometimes I would just put my shoes on and just go and just sort of push myself out the door to go um, just because I knew within 10 minutes I would start to feel better. Um, and I eventually got into doing triathlons, believe it or not, oh. <laughs> with all my running. Wow. Um, and so it just, again, it was another way for me to just let go of, of, um, of trauma, doing that kind of stuff. And uh, I, I really, um, I was really, what should I say? I shouldn't say blown away, but I was really interested to learn about inflammation and and what it does grief especially um 
you know, uh, one of the things I learned in school was called disenfranchised grief. And um, it's a loss that we go through that's not openly acknowledged or socially validated. And I feel like sometimes that can be with divorces and it's hard to talk about them. Um, but um, yeah, just taking care of your body and taking care of yourself is a way to be able to handle that kind of a grief and be comfortable talking about it. And during those marathons and stuff, you talk to people along the way. And so it's interesting to get into conversation and you never know who you're going to meet. And that's another reason why I like doing them so much is you meet new people. In them. And that's, a, and that's a, a, yeah, that's a good piece of advice there too, is as you are, even mm -hmm. if you're out for a walk or you do go to a gym okay. or you join some a running club or whatever it might be, you're going to meet new people that can help support you through that. And mm -hmm. You know, they're there too for, you know, whatever's brought them and, and it's a community of people with uh, like-minded goals. I think that's fascinating. Shannon, yeah. how, how can people find you and, and what are some of the programs you offer? So um, I'm located in High River, Alberta. So I'm in, I'm, I'm just outside of the city about 30 minutes, I guess, maybe now. Um, I work out of my home in High River, but I also teach fitness classes um, at our local recreation center here. My fitness classes are um, 55 plus and 40 plus classes. Um, and uh, yeah, we're Fat Cat Fitness in High River. Um, just a small private little business. Um, we take we take private, or sorry, we do one-on-one -on -one training with clients. So we're not a um, drop-in gym facility um, and yeah we specialize in working with people that are over 50 um, specialized people taking care of people that have um, complex um, complex things going on um, and definitely trauma and grief that's oh, what we deal with yeah that's amazing I'm, yeah. I'm happy that that you are able to serve people in that way. We will definitely include you. your contact information in the show notes for anyone who is local there and, and interested in that, or somebody who would like to learn from you, how they can offer that support maybe in their communities or, mm -hmm. or you know, understand how that can be a benefit and, and expand the, you know, what they have to help others. Yeah. I also do workshops on, Ooh. um, Yes, I, I did not mention that. I kind of just started doing them, but I've done a couple of them now. Um, but I also run workshops. The last one I worked on was understanding geriatrics and for better communication. Um, but I would love to do workshops, more workshops on grief and exercise and stuff. So um, I did an eight-week workshop in the spring that just had to do with health and wellness over, over 50. And, and that encompassed um, nutrition, exercise, meditation, all of it. So, um, I do do those as well. Um, That's private amazing. And, are are and, they done yeah. online, Shannon? Um, I've created, uh, no, these ones I've done in person. Okay. Um, I have not ventured to doing them online yet. Oh, eventually, but, eventually. Yeah. People People can... yeah. Yeah. Watch her listeners. Watch. <laughs> she's going to have, she's <laughs> yeah, going to be sure. creating things. It's amazing. Uh, final yeah. thoughts, final thoughts for people, Shannon, what do you have any words of advice or encouragement that you like to share with people? Um, yeah, I think that, um, there is something to be said about, um, you know, 
one door closes, another one can open. I think that there is hope for any kind of uh, situation such as divorce. Exercise and being outside and being in nature has been one of the benefits that has helped me throughout these difficult times. And uh, I think, yeah, moving forward and um, trying to just help help your body as much as you can is one of the best things I can say about that. And there is also hope because I did get married again. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, we got to have you back. Another time. Yeah. We got to have time. you back because this is just a, a, a introduction and yeah. let everybody know you're out there. Send them some encouragement that they aren't alone mm-hmm. and, and, and the tools that have helped you might be something that will help them. So thank you so much for yeah. being a guest today, Shannon. And we definitely will be watching to have you back again. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Dina. Hopefully you heard something today that helps you wherever you might be in life. Do you have questions or a suggestion for a topic you want to know more about? Let me know. Check the show notes for all the contact information. Follow this podcast and find us on social. Know anyone who might find this information helpful? Be a friend and share it. And hey, thank you for hanging out with me today. Keep smiling that beautiful smile. The world needs your sunshine. It means a lot that you spend this time with us and meet our experts and professionals who can help you through whatever life changes you're facing. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, lifechangesmag.com. The link is in the show notes. Our disclaimer, Divorce Magazine Canada, Life Changes Magazine and Channel, and Divorce Resource Groups are intended to educate and provide quality, credible resource information. The contents should not be used as factual until consultation with the appropriate professionals for any guidance. Divorce Magazine Canada, Life Changes Magazine, and Life Changes Channel, as well as the Divorce Resource Groups, do not constitute endorsements for, nor liability for any claims made in the presenting of this information.